What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much to Say. We've all done it. Some of us have done it loudly in front of people. Some of us have done it quietly in our rooms or a closet. Um, not going to admit or deny, but, uh, yeah, we've all done it. We've all cried at Christmas, every single person. And I think that we don't talk about it enough. The holidays aren't always so happy and anybody in 2020 understands that now. I mean, this is just the culmination of every bad Christmas we've ever had all wrapped up into one and it's hashtag triggering, but I think that the holidays are always kind of a really tough time in general. This time last year, I was on tour with Leanne Rhymes on the You and Me and Christmas tour, which was so fun. It was like the best time. I love Christmas and getting to, you know, listen to her every night. And they had these like little machines backstage that would pump out this smell that Leanne had made for her holiday candles. And so everything smelled like the most amazing combination of Christmas trees and vanilla. And it was just like, so, so cool. And now I like have that candle. And so when I light it, it makes me think of Christmas and this tour. And I learned so much about being a musician from that tour and watching Leanne, but also I learned a lot like spiritually. I mean, she just started a new podcast called Holy Human. You guys should absolutely check it out, but she's like, I don't know, like a mind Jedi and also can sing better than anybody and apparently just won the mask singer. I mean, don't even get me started on how big of a Leanne Rhymes fan I am. But she talked a lot before her songs and, you know, would really invite people into what felt like her living room for this show where we'd be playing for thousands of people. And it felt like she was talking right to you, which was incredible. But she would talk a lot about, yeah, we're here to celebrate Christmas and it's so amazing, but also it's an emotional time, both good and bad. And the holidays bring up 
so much, you know, like you're around your family, it's the end of the year and you are just feeling things, whether you're having the happiest, happiest Christmas of all time and you're feeling all that joy or you're just feeling all that sadness. You just went through a breakup. I mean, it's a lot. And it's also a lot of ups and downs and roller coasters. Like for me, I kind of always had a bittersweet relationship with Christmas, whereas I really like it, but there are a lot of bad memories and still bad memories to be made around Christmas for me with my family and et cetera. And I'll spend one day watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, drinking spiked hot chocolate in my fuzzy socks and having the Christmas tree lights up and of, you know, Yankee candle lit. And it's so amazing. And then the next day I'm like crying about, you know, everything. So it's weird because you're, it's all these ups and downs. And I also think that the end of the year is always tough in general. So the fact that we throw Christmas on top of it is insane. Like the end of year existential crisis that happens where you just feel like it's another year that's gone by. You're one year closer to 30 or 40 or 50 and you haven't done what you want to do and blah, 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 blah. Like that's also happening around Christmas. And I feel like we're supposed to cram all that, those thoughts in between December 26th and December 31st, but they start happening in November. I mean, I honestly, I really, really feel for my Sagittarius and Capricorn friends out there because not only do they have the existential crisis that comes from turning another year older, but they have the existential crisis of another year happening as well. So it's just like a lot. And then they're, you know, they're getting birthday presents and Christmas presents that are like kind of the same one. Like my best friend Catherine's birthday was a couple days ago and I gave her her birthday present and like didn't kind of think about the Christmas present because I just had been doing all my shopping at once and had a Catherine pile. And I'm like, God, it sucks to be a Sagittarius. It's kind of interesting to me. I haven't really figured out why I love Christmas so much because I've had a lot of crying at Christmas, but I really do love it. And I I love like, you know, I always have my Christmas tree up like on Thanksgiving. Like that's, I'm immediately into Christmas territory. I don't start in September, but I start early and I really love it. And it makes me feel warm and cozy. But I think for me growing up, Christmas was never what I wanted it to be. And I hope that as I tell this next story, I don't sound like a spoiled brat. It's just feeling like I wasn't normal. That's, that's more what it was. It, it really didn't have anything to do with not having money or not getting the presents I wanted. But for starters, I wasn't allowed to believe in Santa. So I, (laughs) I used to get presents from my grandma that said that they were from Santa Claus because she's from Germany. My dad's a German immigrant and like Santa's huge. I mean, he's huge everywhere, but he's huge, huge, huge in Germany and like a really big part of that tradition. And I remember being like six years old and looking at my presents from Santa from grandma and being like, oh my God, grandma doesn't know Santa's not real. And I like literally dead ass thought that grandma had no idea. And I was like in on this secret. But there was, there was never a time that I was allowed to believe in him. And I think that people have reasons for doing that religion was the one for me, like why my mom wasn't a a Santa fan. But I mean, I don't know. I think that there's so much beauty in it. Like I got to see my nephews recently and hearing them talk about Santa and how much they believe in it. And if they see one at the mall, like they really think it's Santa Claus and they weren't able to do that this year, but in their community, they had a 
at like kind of mini parade. It was really just Santa in a truck driving around. So and like they had a set time so all the kids could walk outside and see Santa and like have that experience even in 2020 modified to be safe. And I just never had those memories. And, you know, I never, I think I had like one or two pictures of Santa at the mall, but I was always like, why am I sitting on this old dude's lap? And I was like four or five. I didn't really need to, um, have that taken away. I don't know. I'm a little salty about it, obviously, but it's just weird to hear my friends talk about the things their parents would do. And like even me doing elf on the shelf for my niece and nephew last year, I was like, Oh my God, they like actually believe this, you know? And I I never had that opportunity. So in addition to that, Christmases were always my parents going back and forth. It was every other Christmas. Sometimes I'd have two, sometimes I wouldn't get to see them at all. And it was just a lot for a little kid to be so excited for something, but have so many variables happening and and not really understanding why we couldn't just all be together on Christmas. And I grew up in this really tiny apartment and I hated it. I mean, I literally moved out five days after I turned 18 because I was just, I just hated that place. Um, And around Christmas, it felt especially suffocating because we really only had space for like this little two foot tall Christmas tree. And I know I really think my mom was doing her best, but I just wanted a Christmas tree like the other kids. I would be so embarrassed for my friends to come over to my house and I would be especially embarrassed for them to come over around Christmas because it just didn't look like, you know, it was just weird. And, and that when you're a little kid, like you don't understand that. So you do come off sounding like a spoiled brat. And I'm sure I kind of sound like one now, but what I mean is I just was looking at what everybody else had and being like, why, why doesn't my life look like that? It wasn't like, why don't I have an iPod? Like I, I didn't really care about that stuff. I could be happy and play with anything, but it was like, why, why isn't my family all sitting down for Christmas dinner? Why don't, we all open presents together in the morning. Why is it just me and mom? Or why do I have to go to dad's this Christmas when I wanted to go to mom's? Or why do I have to go to mom's this Christmas when I wanted to go to dad's? Why can't they just be in the same room? And it was just really hard to understand as a kid. And so Christmas has always brought up this myriad of emotions that I still don't understand. I didn't understand them when I was four and I don't understand them now. And I think that not knowing where these feelings come from is okay. And the point of this episode is to really talk to you guys and like let you know that everybody feels this way. Even people with like really stable families, Christmas brings up a lot. It's so stressful. It's like birthdays where you put all this like emphasis and expectation on it. And expectation is one of the worst things you can, you can put on something is, is thinking, you know, what it's going to look like and not being malleable and, and willing to go with the flow. And I say that because I put a lot of expectations on a lot of things. And so Christmas kind of is set up for disappointment just based off of the fact that we're comparing our Christmas to another family's when we're only seeing a part of it. We're comparing our Christmas to the ones on TV, which are not real. And we're, feeling all these feelings and then also feeling the pressure to feel really happy. And it's just not always happy. And I think that that's okay. Like, I don't know. I think that Christmas is such a beautiful time. And if you allow it to be a time where you really sit in your feelings, because you actually have time to sit in them, especially this year and like reflect and journal and, you know, light a Christmas candle or sit by the fire or whatever. If you allow it to be a time of feeling 
it's going to benefit you a lot more. Something that's been difficult about Christmas for me, especially this year and in general, has never really been, I'm not going to get what I want for Christmas. It's been, I can't buy people what I want to buy them. And this year has been really hard because, you know, I'm still sort of working. I know that I'm doing a lot better than some people because, you know, uh, there's people who are just like living in their cars right now because of Corona, but I definitely am not doing great when it comes to the bank account. I mean, I made most of my money off touring and that's just completely disappeared. So Christmas has been kind of hard this year because I want to show people that I love them and, and buy them these thoughtful things. And it's not like buying them a flat screen TV or a MacBook. It's like buying them something that's really special that I found on Etsy. That's like totally perfect and customized to them. But it's like a hundred more dollars than I can afford because I can afford like 20, you know? And I love buying presents for people. Like it's one of my favorite things. I am so excited about the presents I got people this year. And I've like started buying them six months ago, which actually has been easier because I'm not just spending all this money at once, but it's one of my favorite things and not being able to do that this year as much as I have in the past is really disappointing. And uh, me and a lot of my friends sat down and were like, well, not sat down in our group chat. You know what I mean? We metaphorically sat down and we were like, Hey, um, so nobody buy each other presents this year. We're all broke. Okay. Ha ha ha. Yay. (laughs) And they're like, it's settled. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. So, Christmas kind of sucks sometimes. Or a little bit always. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. But I do know that one of the hardest things, hands down, about the holidays is missing somebody. And I've been through that in the form of a breakup. I mean, I spent six Christmases with the same person. And so when I didn't, it sucked, you know? I mean, like everything I had known was gone and that was like, you know, a really good percentage of the Christmases I remembered. And, and those are really hard and, you know, not having somebody to go look at the lights with and not having somebody to buy a present for, and you're going out and you're looking for presents for people and you see things you're like, Oh, I should get that for them. Oh wait, we broke up six months ago. Like things like that happen. And it's, it's really difficult. But there's this whole thing about how much it sucks to be single at Christmas. And I don't know. I mean, I've had some really great Christmases single. Honestly, you do save money and that's really nice. And I would rather have a hundred Christmases single than a hundred Christmases with the wrong person, but not alone. I mean, I know that there's a lot of lovely things around the holidays that make you want somebody, but I mean, I don't know, like sometimes it can be a lot like having to bring a person around your family or go around theirs, you know, when you just kind of want to like do your thing and not have to worry about entertaining them or being on your best behavior around their parents. So I don't know. There's plenty, there's plenty of things to be thankful for, but I, I do acknowledge that it sucks. I've been there. Not fun. However, the real, the real shitty type of missing somebody around the holidays is when you've lost somebody because they've passed away. And it just creeps up on you out of nowhere. Like Christmas time makes you a raw nerve and you're just waiting for somebody to brush against you ever so slightly. And it just feels like you're dying. And so when you see all these people happy doing all these wonderful things and taking pictures with their whole family, it exacerbates the entire thing and and makes it so much, so much harder than it would be just at an normal time. I mean, last Christmas I was with my little brother and sister that my dad adopted and it was our first Christmas without their mom. And it was a weird one. I mean, I tried so hard to make it special for them and still try to do like the different traditions. Like Chloe had told me that um, Ashley would always make meatloaf. And so I made meatloaf and she was telling me all the things that her mom used to make. And I like worked so hard on it. And it's hilarious because these kids love ketchup. Like when I say love ketchup, I mean like basically like I once saw Cameron eat a slice of pizza that was so covered in ketchup. You could not see the pizza underneath it. So 
<laughs> I work so hard on this ketchup and these, or this ketchup. Yeah, well, now you know what's coming. I work so hard on this meatloaf and these mashed potatoes. And he just takes a giant thing of ketchup and just empties it out onto the plate. And I was like, all right, I know you're five, but wow, I worked so hard on that. And I was like, is this what being a parent feels like? <laughs> But I just wanted them to have some sense of normalcy. And everything I'd read about children grieving talks about how important it is to talk about their person um, and who they lost in their, their parent or their, their sibling or whoever. It's really, really important for their development to not erase that person's existence because that will confuse them even more than the whole thing is already confusing them. So I tried to find ways that we could incorporate that and we would watch old home videos. I had a bunch of me and my sister opening presents when I was like their age, which they thought was really cute because they'd never seen me as a little kid and they'd never seen their mom as a teenager. So seeing her on, on camera, like they thought it was so cool. And then we went back and watched a bunch of videos that were like on her Facebook from Christmas and different ones we'd found and stuff and got, they got to see her with them. And I think that's so important, especially because Cameron's so young. Like I'm just so terrified that he's going to lose these memories. And I've read a lot about how that can happen too when a parent passes away when you're really young. And so I just want him to be able to see himself with his mom as much as possible. So we did that. And then he's so matter of fact because he's so young and he's just had to accept it. Like he hasn't really had a choice other than to be like, okay, yeah, mom's not coming back. And he'll just say it so point blank. It honestly is, is funny. Like, and Chloe's like very, you know, she's obviously fully aware of what happened. She's 11, but she, um, it just reacts a little bit differently. It's like it's more nuanced. It's, it's more emotional and just like, but he's just so like matter of fact, because it's been explained to him in really like concise terms. And so that's how he explains it as well. And so I was like, let's paint some pictures for mommy that we can make her for Christmas. And, um, Chloe drew the, this picture of a butterfly cause my sister loved butterflies. That's why I have that tattoo on my wrist. And Part of Why Angry Butterfly is a song on my album. But she loved butterflies, so we're drawing that. And then we drew clouds, and uh, we had the idea to write something in every cloud that was something that we missed about Ashley. And Chloe, I mean, she was having about as good of a time as you can have doing something that sad, but it was really good, and I think it brought us closer. And Cameron wasn't doing anything, and he was just watching Scooby-Doo. And I was like, Kimmy, don't you want to draw a picture for mommy? And he's like, why? She's dead. And I was like, oh my God, five-year-olds just, and me and Chloe just look at each other and we have to start laughing. But literally like Chloe told me so many stories about how, when they would be at elementary school, she literally walked by his class one day and somebody, it was like mother's day. And she's literally in the hallway walking by her little brother's class. And all she hears him say is my mommy's dead. I don't want to make a card. And they're like, oh my God. Like, oh, kids are so, I mean, God, they're just, they're amazing and, and dark and simple and, and just, I don't know. It's just really like funny, but not, I mean, I, all I can say is that I know if my sister was here, she'd be laughing at it because she'd be like, that's so absurd. And we're the kind of family who laughs at absurd things. Sort of, you have to when enough absurd things happen to you. But I think 
if you've lost somebody, whether it's a breakup or, or someone passing away, it doesn't matter how long ago it was. Like it could have happened 10, 15 years ago. The holidays are going to bring it all back up and you need to allow yourself to be sad at Christmas. It's okay. And also some of the best advice I ever heard was you can still cry on a good day. Like just because you gave into the sadness and you let yourself feel something and you miss somebody doesn't mean that it's automatically a bad day. Like that's just a day and, and life's just a series of happy moments strung together by some other types, whether they're boring or they're sad. It's just waiting for that next happy moment and waiting for that, that next thing that lights you up. So there's a lot of those around at Christmas. So keep your eyes open. You'll probably find them, but also it's okay to be sad. Don't let anybody make you feel like you need to be the holly jolly cheer captain. You don't, you can process Christmas any way you would like, as long as you're not mean to people. And also, you know, it's, it's a tough year for everybody. So I like to think that there'll be a lot more empathy going around this year than other times, because, you know, we're all going through it in varying ways and, and degrees and whatnot. So in honor of this episode and just my, you know, general, <laughs> general Christmas on we, I made a sad Christmas playlist and it's on my Spotify. So if you go to Kaylee Shore, you'll be able to find it. I'll put it in the link, uh, the description for this episode as well. But the songs I put on there are Christmas Makes Me Cry, Casey Musgraves, Another Lonely Christmas by Prince. There's a line in there about just getting drunk on banana daiquiris and crying. And I'm like, yep, mood. Uh, <laughs> Hard Candy Christmas by Dolly Parton. Christmas is When You Were Mine, Taylor Swift. I'll Be Home for Christmas by Cam. River by Joni Mitchell. Christmas, Baby Please Come Home by Death Cab for Cutie and Christmas Song by Phoebe Bridgers. So check those out. The playlist is linked below. Listen to them, cry to them, hug your family if you can safely. If not, do a Zoom call and drink some wine or drink some tea or just do something for yourself that feels good. There's always something that'll make you feel at least a little tiny bit better. So try that. I'm wishing you guys the best holiday. I hope that... Um, you've had a great Hanukkah or you're just enjoying the, the season. Um, but if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. I will see you guys next Wednesday. Um, Oh, 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 I'll see you next year. Yeah. I made the joke. I made the really bad joke. Sorry. Oh God. I know. I hate myself too. All right. Love you guys so much. My name is Kaylee Shore. Merry Christmas. This has been too much to say and I'll see you next week. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.